Ready? Ready. Hello. Hello. Welcome to Wingspan and Witches. Take two. Witches. <laughs> Why do I do that every time? I really wish I knew. <laughs> Me too. Oh my hand. Um anyway. Anyway. Today we're talking about broken heart. Once upon a broken heart. Because I wrote down the initials for the books and I took my notes, but I didn't write down the like the whole title. So I was like Like I don't know what those chords are. (laughs) Once upon a broken heart. Right on. All right. I would just like to start off by saying the cover of this book is very pretty. It is very pretty. Which cover do you have? The one with the little gold flippy things. Yeah, the, I think if you put it together, it'd make a heart. Sorry, mm-hmm. my chest decided to give me the hiccups right now. So, and it's got like the black smoke in between. Yep, yep. Mm. With like little starry the... looking things on the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you seen the one that's like? The nutcrackers? No. That was really pretty. Let me. Have you seen? Oh, oh, she put up a picture of the UK hard copy covers. Mm. And they are the most beautiful things I've ever seen. Okay, well, they're not nutcrackers, but they're um, knights. I'll have to find. A picture of the UK ones and send them to you because they're like, like the inside of the flaps have details, like, mm. oh, and like there's one for, um, Ava and one for Jax. Mm. They're just they're pretty. Anyway, okay, I'll send this to you. Okay, not right now. Or right now. I'll send well, I can't right look now. at it right now because then it'll take me out of the recording. No, it won't. It shouldn't. Oh, I thought it did that one time I tried that. We're gonna see. <laughs> well, that's pretty. Right? Hold on, let me see if I can find the other one. Can you still hear me? Mm hmm. Okay. Okay. Why are you doing that? I'll explain. Okay, okay. Um, so this book starts off with Evangeline, the main character, going to finding the missing door to the temple for the Prince of Hearts, the fate, aka Jax. So she goes in and she starts like trying to make it praying, I guess, to Jax, um, saying that she wants to make a deal to stop the love of her life from marrying her the love of her life is what is his name? Luke? Yeah. Um, <laughs> my, my clear <laughs> taste of him. Um, stop him from marrying Marisol, her stepsister. So Jax is like, deal. Let's do it. And then. Well, when she goes into the temple, he's in there. Oh, yeah. He's pretending to be or is brokenhearted boy crying in the corner. I. I want to know the timeline of that. Right. Oh, because this takes place, like, right when the fates are released, 
I believe. Yes, it's like when they what did they call it like the week of terror or whatever. Yeah, so like right when the fates were released and like Scarlet and Donatella are working to get rid of them like they were in the previous series. So it takes yes. place like the start of this book is like the middle of the middle endish of finale. finale. Or legendary. Yeah. Finale. Finale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think. And so that's why I'm like, I, I want to know when this timeline starts. Because <laughs> it would make sense based on the other books that he was in his own little temple being a brokenhearted little boy. Yeah, anyway, he's either yeah. he either is brokenhearted or he's pretending to be brokenhearted crying in the corner. <laughs> and so Evangeline starts praying to him, um, trying to make a deal, get him to stop the sledding. And then he comes out from the corner and he's like, deal, but you have to kiss three other people. And she's like, well, he bites her, which is weird. Yeah. yeah. Um, to make the deal, he bites her, right? Mm-hmm. And then it puts three little hearts on her wrist. So. I feel um, like a lot of people are going to turn that into a tattoo. Oh, probably, yeah. Anyway, um, so he goes to stop the wedding. And to do so, he turns the entire wedding party guest everyone into stone via poison, the other fate. Another a other fate. Hi, Percy. You want to talk? Hi, Perseus. Um, and so Evangeline is like, "What the heck? This is not what I wanted, you dumb dumb." And so he's like, "Well, you can drink this, and you'll turn to stone, but it'll save everybody else." And she's like, "Deal, I guess." Because she's dumb. <laughs> yeah. So she turns herself to stone because she thought this- that Luke. Would, would save, save her. her. Yeah. He do not. Wrong. <laughs> so she wakes up from being a stone statue. Six weeks later, I believe. After um, they tried to get married again. Right. And Luke was mauled by wolves. Um, anyway. So they. Um, so then she meets. After this, she's like kind of deemed a hero. Yeah. A celebrity. Yeah. A hero for like going against the fates during this week of terror. Yeah. Um, and so she's like, well, f- I did this for really selfish reasons, so I don't really deserve that title, but thanks, people. But she hides her actual reasons. Yeah, she doesn't tell anybody. No. Um and this, when she wakes up, is after the, like, end of finale. Yeah. So, like, fates are gone. Scarlet's empress. Mm-hmm. Given spoilers. My bad. It's fine. But I feel like you wouldn't. This book. Yeah, I feel like this book wouldn't really make sense if you didn't already read the other books, you know? Yeah, that's true. Um, anyway. Anyway. So, she... Is then invited to tea, I think, with Scarlett and Donatella, and is told that they are sending her as an, an ambassador to the Northern Kingdom, where Evangeline's mom is from, um, to like meet the prince during his bachelorette-style thing to find a wife. It is very bachelorette. I just realized that. Well, I guess it's bachelor style, not bachelorette, yes. but the bachelor style um, party 
to find. It's like the bachelor cocktail parties, but just constant. Like the party is not supposed to end. Yeah. It's just supposed to be like a it's supposed to be like one night quotes, but um the night keeps going until he finds his bride. Yeah. So anyhow. Yeah. So Evangeline goes to that and then all of the other events unfold. And she chooses to bring Marisol with her. Oh yeah, that's important. Because their mother or Marisol's mother, Evangeline's stepmom, is very like verbally abusive to both the girls. Mm-hmm. And, and Evangeline's yeah. like, Marisol will be a better, happier, less cursed person if she, because Marisol was like cursed after the events of the stone wedding. Because uh, yeah, everyone's calling her the cursed bride. Right. Just so <laughs> sad. Um, right. But Evangeline's so, also convinced that the mom, the stepmom, is. A witch, basically. Yeah, I was trying like, to think of the word. Putting she put a spell on Luke to make Mar- fall in love with Marisol. Right, instead of Evangeline. Um so she's like, I'll get Marisol away from all of this. It'll be a good chance for her to like get away and for us to be real sisters. Like Scarlet and Donatella, because that's what she wanted. Yes, which is uh, so sad for her. I know. She just wanted a family. <laughs> she just wants family. Percy's like, I want treats. Meow, meow, and pets. So, what's your favorite part? My favorite. I'm gonna go with my favorite person first, which continues to be Jackson. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love him, but he's just so sketchy in this book. He's so sketchy. So he shows up in this book again in the Northern Kingdom. Oh, he is all up in it, and he like claims to have gone there to like lay low and have a better a better life. <laughs> <laughs> but it's also playing as like one of the prince's closest friends so mm-hmm. it's just like and that just gets Evangeline into trouble as usual when you know dealing with Jax yeah. but in this I feel like throughout this book until you know you get to the last freaking chapter he is more morally gray instead of zero morals like you can right. tell that he he it's like he wants to care about Evangeline but he won't let himself but right. he still does stuff to keep her safe Yes. Which is what I wish he would have done in the first series instead of just being a heartless mm-hmm. and of hearts. <sighs> yes. Agreed. So, I like Evangeline, but I'm going to agree with Jackson this that I feel like she's too nice. I disagree. I think Evangeline is everything that I wanted Scarlet to be. Like, I think Scarlet was too nice. Like, yes. And I think Scarlet was I think nice Evangeline... to the point of dull. And I think Evangeline is like, while she's nice to the people around her, she's like also making deals to get what she wants. She's not like, yes. So afraid like... of making a decision that she's paralyzed. She's like actively doing things to get herself the life that she wants. Yes. And, and she's, she's not... Also not afraid of Jax. Right. She should be, probably, but she's probably, not. And she's not scared of, like, like, when she meets Lulu. And she's like, okay. Lulu like, is also one of my favorite people. <laughs> yes. Oh, I, I low-key forgot about her until I just mentioned her. I can't um, if her name was Lulu or Lily. So, I'm glad you remembered. Right. 
Now I'm wondering if I got it wrong. Um, <laughs> let me look because <laughs> I don't remember. Or is it Lala? La- I think it's Lala. That yes, Lala. Okay, we were close. Lulu, Lily, Lala. They're all. I think in the inheritance game, Lulu. someone is named. No. Lily. Or someone yeah. is called Lily. Yes, yes, yes. I'm getting my books mixed up. Thank you. Um, the lawyer's nickname is Lily. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So Lala is Lala. Evangeline's friend. Friend. I forgot which, because she's a fate. She is. She's the one that's like cursed to. Um, she's is she like the real cursed bride? Unwed bride. Uh, yes. So, like, she represented rejection, loss, and unhappily ever afters. That's so heartbreaking. Yeah. It seemed that, unlike Jax, Lala could easily find someone to love her whenever she wanted, but the love was doomed to never last. Yeah, because that's what they were saying that Jax was, like, looking for his one true love. Right. Oh, yeah, she's one of my favorites, because she's just so, like nonchalant about everything yes well she's like nonchalant but she's like she also has made like evangeline made a lot of decisions in her life to like stop herself from being hurt yes or like because she is destined to like end up alone like anytime she tries to get married it's not going to work out you know yes um she's never going to be the one to get married and so instead of like sitting and moping and not ever meeting people, she just is life of the party and chooses to not fall in love. Yeah. And I appreciate that she did not like back down from life, I guess. Yeah, like she didn't let that ruin her. She right. was just like, oh, cool. I can go enjoy everything and have fun and not have to worry about dealing with men or feelings. Yes. Yeah. It was a good time. <laughs> maybe who's your I mean I guess that you said that was her and Evangeline I don't yes I take back my statement I don't think Evangeline was too nice I think she was raised very polite and I think you start to see that kind of like deteriorate the more she deals with Jax yeah she's like god you're getting on my nerves right and she's like starts getting really sassy with him instead of like trying to keep herself polite and like poised she's like no he's get like he's sketchy i know he's sketchy i'm not gonna trust him and Mm -hmm. she like lets that kind of show yeah which is hilarious to me them interacting is just like fun for me yes agreed so and i do love him but he (laughs) um he he just made me mad at the end of this book. Oh my gosh. I read the that part and I was just instantly furious. I was like <sighs> Right. I read it and it was during nap time at school and I was like, No. One of my coaches was like, You've got to stop bringing books to school. <laughs> I was like, No. <laughs> I refuse. This is my joy. <sighs> Is this is how I called myself down. <laughs> <laughs> Throws book across the classroom. 
I've never done that. Let me state that. I've never thrown a book in my classroom. Percy, the other door is open. Use it. (laughs) Said, Mom, get up and let me out. (laughs) We're in a staring contest. I'm not slow blinking back at you. (laughs) I will not. I will not break eye contact. What's your favorite part of this book? I'm still in a staring contest with my cat. Hang on. <laughs> you know he's going to win. Do not slow blink at me. <laughs> Do not slow wink at me. I'm watching you. Are you done misbehaving? You look like the roundest triangle I've ever seen in my life. <gasps> Why would you go that low <laughs> and insulting him? I wish I could send you a picture of him right now. He has like walked his front feet so far back into his stomach that they look like it's all one part of his body. No, that's so rude. He's perfect. I will send you a picture. Perseus, don't listen to her. You're a perfect good boy. Well, now we have to post this picture on our Instagram. Oh, it's not a good picture of him. It's fine. Do you understand now? The face he's giving you. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway. (sighs) Alright, my favorite part. Okay, yes. Um, My favorite part is when, like, the big thing happens to... Who'd you call it? Um, Evangeline? What? Huh? The big thing happens to Evangeline and the prince. Oh, oh, oh. And, um... She can't stop crying. And yes. so she's like locked away and just sobbing. And Jax comes and rescues slash kidnaps her and takes her to Lulu's. Lala. <laughs> takes her to Lala's house. Um, and he like rescues her from like, because she like drank the unwed bride's tears or something. And so she has, to, the unwed bride has to fix her. Um, are you apologizing for being bad? Did I assert my dominance enough? Um, he just climbed on top of me. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and Ollie has made his appearance. Hello, Ollie Wally. Anyway. anyway. Um, yeah, so Jack's saving her from all the tears and then Evangeline getting to like actually make friends with Lala because they had like talked at the party before, but this is the part where they like <laughs> become friends. <laughs> he sounds like a squeaky door. <laughs> Come here, babies. My favorite part is after they met with um Apollo. After they met with Apollo. Not the vampire? Yes. No, wait. Apollo's the prince. What am I reading? But yeah, the um the vampire. What is his name? I can't remember. That's gonna drive me insane. Oh, this is gonna drive me insane. Chaos. When they met with chaos. And yes, the vampire. 
and they're in the oh Apollo is the prince yeah that's what I just said oh I wasn't listening to you I was trying to figure out what time this game started so I could fight anyway when they met with chaos and or after everything happened there when they're in the tomb talking and they like actually like kind of get to know each other and like listen to each other yeah and I just like that part made me really like Jax and like I don't know I just I like them I like how he interacts with her and how different it is from how he interacted with Tella yeah he seems like sweeter with her yes and like more gentle Mm -hmm. like Tella softened him and that heartbreak softened him yes um that's what it feels like at least and i love his nickname for her yes it's so cute little fox little fox and i like like what what happened with chaos and he doesn't think twice like his first instinct is to protect evangeline yeah and that he proves that in every situation that they're in it's always he keeps her safe and that's his first priority Mm. well you you think (laughs) and he blames it on the prophecy and whatever that he needs her but I think it's because he cares about her Mm. but you know you thought (laughs) I thought he cared about her (laughs) makes me so mad (laughs) yeah I think Stephanie Garber really improved on her heartbreak writing and she is very good about just like throwing in a plot twist mm-hmm. and then leaving you. Yeah. This one I feel like had so much more character. G- yes. Driven than like things. world. Yes. Because you kind and of I already think... knew about the world. Yes. And it's also not like super plot heavy. Like a lot of things happen, but there's not as many like crazy plot twist or anything there were points where i was like where in the world did that come from all of it kind of made sense yes and like tied together but the characters in it i think were so much better fleshed out than they were in the carball series like marisol mm-hmm. i felt so bad for her the entire book and then mm-hmm. by the end of it i was like she needs to die <laughs> like if they kill her off I'm sure that would affect the book somehow, but (laughs) it wouldn't affect me. (laughs) Yeah. I didn't have a lot of feeling. Like, I had, I was like kind of attached to Marisol, and I was like, she's going to end up being good. And then. Right. Like, I wanted eventually to have a sister like Scarlett and Donatella. Right. But I'm like, hoping that can turn out to be Lala or something like that. Right. Like someone that she has that is a female that is close to her and will stick by her. Right. And not stab her in the freaking back. Yeah. So. Yes. And also someone who will tell her what this prophecy is. Right. And I want to know why no one in this freaking kingdom can finish a story. <laughs> Does it drive you crazy? Yes, I want to know the end. 
we've heard the beginning like four times. Hmm. It's almost like it's cursed. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the second book needs to come out. Oh. Yeah, uh, I know. September though. Because I'm about ready to strangle Jax after this first one, and I need him to redeem himself. Uh, but will he? I hope so. I don't know. I don't trust him. Be fine if he was just morally gray, but I'm sick of his no morals. Yeah, I am. I think I was mostly just shooketh at the end. Like, because this whole book like turned a new leaf. Yeah, but this whole book, you think like the guy's dead, that yeah. one guy, and then all of a sudden he's not. Yeah. And, like, when I was asking you about it, I was like, does he stay relevant? Because, like, I was so, like, eh about him. And now I'm like, I might like him more than Jax. <laughs> if he wasn't in this weird thing that he's in. You're not all the way dead. He's only mostly dead. Don't quote the Princess Bride <laughs> at me. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, goodness. All right. What's your favorite quote? Oh, I have that mark. That's the only like thing I have a note of. Me and my non-note taking self. So I took notes because I read this and the two inheritance games books so fast. Right. I had to like rewind <laughs> and figure out what I was doing. Yeah, I didn't make notes for any of them. Three books in six days is right. Crazy. I read these last week, and then. I finished the inheritance games and immediately that day because I finished it at like one something and then at two on my lunch break I went and bought the second one. Mm-hmm. But I didn't want to start so... it this morning. Good. Okay, so my favorite quote um is when Jax is talking to Evangeline, he said, You're getting better at meanness, little fox, but you have to have a working heart for it to break. And I do not. Hmm. And that just, like, uh, I don't know why I like it, but it's just, like, I don't know. I think that just sums up him. Is like, but in the last, like, what bothers me is Tella felt his heart beating. Yeah. And Evangeline felt his heart beating. Yes. And that's why I want to know the timeline of this story. Is, like... If after when Tella felt his heart beating, if it was after he met Evangeline. Well, I think she felt his heart beating in the Northern Kingdom, right? Yes, Evangeline did. Yes, so it would have had to have been after Tella. Yeah, but Tella felt it beating after they had kissed. But and his one true love is supposed to like when he kisses his one true love, it won't kill her. But it'll make his heart beat. Yes, but he said in this book that his kiss would have killed Tella in, like, either way. Hmm. I don't know. So I want to know if his heart started beating after his interaction with Evangeline. Because that was in the midst of finale, which was when Tella felt his heart beat. I don't know. I'm going to have to go back and look at that time in that book and figure mm. it out. Yeah. I just want to know. I just 
as much as how shady he is, I want him to find his true love. Because that's, like, as many times as they've written his story, it's, like, all the other fates are, like, that's all Jax wants, is to find his true love. Mm -hmm. And I'm, like, oh, no, I want that for him. (laughs) Yeah. I'm a sucker for a love story. (laughs) (laughs) Let's Hallmark movie this. Like, come on. (laughs) Yep. You're one step closer to your Hallmark movie I created for you when you leave me for Montana. If I get it, I saw this other interview. You'll be fine. For all of our listeners that aren't our family. Or Kendall, because she knows. Um, I applied for a job in Montana at Yellowstone. At their wildlife sanctuary. And I got a first interview, which was exciting enough because I just applied for this job on like a whim and was like hmm I have the qualifications but the chances they pick me are slim to none and then they picked me to interview and then I got a second interview and that's on Thursday you have all the qualifications I do have all the qualifications (laughs) okay my favorite quote I have a a few favorite quotes one of them is when she first wakes up from her stone coma um stone (laughs) And Poison is who woke her up. And she says, I thought all of the fates had disappeared. And he said, we recently made a grand return, but that's not what this story is about. And it was just so early on. I was like, this is going to be a good story. Um, And then there's another part where she's like working in the bookstore. Um, it says, given that the bookstore was a bit of a secret, it didn't always look like it didn't look like much from the outside. Just a not door with a knob that always seemed on the verge of falling off, and yet there was a certain sort of magic when she stepped inside. It was the feel of candlelight at twilight, paper dust caught in the air, and rows and rows of unusual books on crooked shelves. That sounds like heaven, right? <laughs> I have two more. Okay, go. Okay, this one, click. Um, I used Daniel's iPad so I could like keep track of my notes. Um, mm-mm-mm. this is after they see the vampires. Ah, um, and her and Jax are like almost fighting about like whether Jax worked with Marisol. Ah, um. And it says, she knew there were downsides to feeling deeply. It could get in the way of logic and reason. But shutting off emotions was just as treacherous. And Jax is constantly shutting off emotions. Oh. Right. Okay. And this is the last one. Um, it's Evangeline talking about Jax. And she's, it says... It wasn't because she wanted Jack. She didn't want Jack. She just wanted someone to want her the way Jax wanted this girl. And she didn't want it to be because of a spell or a curse. Evangeline wanted a real love powerful enough to break a spell, which is what exactly what Jax wanted to. I think that's after Jax is like almost a vampire. I just want them to work. But he's so shifty. So shifty. 
you had my hopes up when you said he's more morally gray in this book. He was. You lied. <laughs> was I wrong? There's no morals. Did you read the end of it? <laughs> but I didn't tell you he wasn't. I said he's morally gray. He's more morally gray throughout the book. I didn't tell you he was stayed that way. I didn't lie to you. You withheld information. It's not. I know I, I was truthful. I was a good girl. <laughs> that sounded like me. Fell through rice. Anywho. Anyway. Anyway. Well, the second book of this comes out in September. Yeah. We will uh, update y'all then. Up, up, up. So next on Wingspan and Witches. <laughs> Witches? <laughs> The Inheritance Games. Yeah, by Jennifer Lynn Barnes. It's a very good book. Oh, I flew through it. (laughs) Remember when I told you... Oh my gosh, I have so many feelings. Remember when I told you, I think I just need some new books and that'll get me out of my slump. Yeah. And then I read three books in a week. Yeah. Alrighty. Alright. Peace out, homies. Bye. Bye.